How's it going, everybody out in this world? Welcome back to the podcast. It's yet another episode of Biblical Truth Central. I'm Brother D, your host, and I hope you all are doing well. I hope you're blessed. I hope that you are one in the Lord, especially in these crazy, crazy times that we're living in. It seems that every time you look, every time you have your eyes open and you turn your head, Something is occurring in this world that's out of the ordinary. I keep on hearing the sayings of, you know, I've never seen things the way that they are right now. I've never heard of things being the way that they are right now. Never has there been a time that the occurrences that we are witnessing today have ever, ever happened. I hear this every single day, and I have to agree. I think it's a very, very diverse time period that we're living in, that we need to be seeking God now more than ever, without any ceasing, without any distractions. So God has been calling his people loud and clear. And I don't know about you, but I could definitely hear the warnings, the calls. I can definitely hear the need to pray for the times that are coming upon us in these last days that we're living in. Make no mistake, you know, we all need to address the issues that are in our lives and we need to take care of the responsibilities in which we have to do on a day-to-day basis. But let us never get to the point that we cannot hear the voice of God calling us without a doubt. To be obedient because you just never know what is going to happen the next day. You just don't know. It's We're living in a very, very uncertain time period to where we had better be putting our trust fully in God. 100%, not 90%, not 80%, not 95%, not 99%, but 100%. In God, because they're going to come a come really, really come a time where we're going to need to call upon his name and put on all of the whole armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the shorts of the gospel. We're going to have to be ready, folks, for spiritual warfare, because the days are evil that we're living in. But... On this episode of Biblical Truth Central, I want to talk about, you know, some personal stuff that I feel wholeheartedly is plaguing families around the world. It's a personal topic, something that I've experienced, something I can give an attest to in my own story upon as well. And it's the topic of fatherless homes the title of this episode is the effects the type of effects of a fatherless home what detrimental effects does it have on a household when a father is not present 
I can tell you right now, some people may not think that it's that big of a deal because it is such a common occurrence. So many people grow up in single parent households. And most of the time, and I say that most of the time, that single parent that ends up raising that son or daughter is the mom. Oftentimes, the mother ends up getting left with the responsibility of raising her child by herself because of the father being absent. You know, there's a number of reasons as to why fathers are absent in the household, and we're going to talk about some of those reasons and the effects of those reasons in this episode here. You know, there's a, but, but I gotta, I can't help it, but, but say that every son and daughter must have their father. They must. Now, I'm not saying that if a person has both mom and dad in the picture, that they're just gonna grow up to be this outstanding citizen who never breaks the law and who always does good and never does anything evil. That's not what I'm saying because once an adult, once a, once a child is an adult, it's all fair game. They do whatever it is they want to do. So the choices that they make are gonna be on them. But what I will say is that depending on how that child was raised their upbringing with mom and dad in the picture they will then make the choices that they make as an adult based on the foundation that was given to them by mom and dad if your mother and father taught you right from wrong and taught you morals and you know taught you the the fundamentals of life and respect and working hard and praising God and following Christ and all of these things, there's a very high chance that that adult is going to be a great person. There's a high chance. But it takes raising that child. It takes teaching that child. You know, I, I got some Bible verses here, you know, I'm going to go through them as the program progresses, but one that's jumping out at me right now is uh, Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go or she should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So this is saying, when you teach a child exactly what they need to know to go on in life, Regardless of them messing up or making a mistake, they're always going to come back to what their father taught them. And when it says train up a child, this is specifically talking to a man. You know, God is very specific in his word. Throughout the entire scriptures, God is speaking to men. Now, yes, he's speaking, you know, spoken to women there, you know, like Sarah and Deborah, you know, these are people that he's spoken to as well, Mary, but the focal point in the word of God, God is specifically getting the attention of men 
speaking to men to be leaders, speaking to men to teach, speaking to men to preach, speaking to men to be responsible for getting his word out to the masses. The disciples were men. They were responsible for training up people. So men, which are fathers, play a significant role in the household. Significant role in the household. And I can tell you from experience, like I said, that not having a father home makes a world of a difference on a young man or a young woman. I can tell you that for me, my father was not present. My mother had me at a very young age. In fact, my upbringing was pretty controversial, which I don't really want to, you know, talk about in this particular episode, but I don't mind talking about it in the future because I don't want to make this about me, but just on the subject of father fatherlessness in the household. But my father was absent and I really never had a relationship with him. I met him at about the age of 28. I met him at 28. I will be 35 this year. So I met him at a very, very late age. And even to this day, I still have no relationship with him. And it dawned on me, you know, recently after speaking to my mom about this several times, and it, it perhaps may not just be meant to be. You know, I've learned to accept that. But that's just, you know, my case. Everyone's different. I don't want to base that off of anybody else. But, you know, I know that a lot of the hurdles that I have uh, endured in my lifetime probably could have been prevented if I had the guidance and the mentorship of a father in my life. You know, I can't help but wonder. Maybe I, I wouldn't have made the mistakes that I've made. Maybe I wouldn't have went the places that I went or made the decisions that I've made. Had I had a father in my life to guide me and to teach me and to tell me, son, you shouldn't do this and that because of this. Or son, you shouldn't go there because of that. You know, telling me the truth no matter what. You know, as a youth, a teenager, you feel, especially a male, you feel like that you can do anything. There's nothing that you can't do. Um, you feel like an adult when you're 13, 14 years old. And, you know, the discipline in, in my household was not that strict. So I really got away with a whole lot of things I probably should not have gotten away with. But, you know, I got to thank God for, you know, dispatching his angels around me and protecting me from all of the poor choices that I did make growing up because he knew that one day I would come to him. But I can honestly say me not having a father, it affected me a lot. And even as an adult today, I'm, I'm still feeling the effects of not having uh, my father in my life. Granted, you know, a lot of things I've learned on my own uh, through research, through trial and error, through reading, so on and so forth. You know, a man should never have an excuse. You know, once you, once you get to a certain age, it's up to you to man up. And I have children, so there was no choice 
but for me to man up and do what I needed to do for them. And I have boys. So that means that one day they're going to raid. They're going to be men. And the nuggets that I give them, the seeds that I implant in their minds, uh, the things that I teach them on a daily basis, all of that stuff is going to manifest one day when they are an adult. I'm always thinking to the future. If you are a man and you bring children into this world, they are your responsibility for the rest of your life. It is a coward, cowardless move to leave your child, to fend for themselves, to leave your child in the hands of their mother. The Bible says that the wife, the woman is the weaker vessel of the union between a husband and, and, and his wife. She's the weaker vessel. And to leave her to raising one child, two children, or however many children, is nothing more than a cowardice act. And I have no respect at all for a man who has left their child to fend for themselves. For you to, you know, engage in the act of having sexual relations with a woman and then when you find out that she's pregnant you leave what a coward and that happens way too much in this society now i know i've spoken a lot about the effects of um negative effects that a um a father not being home on a with a son but what about the girls what about the daughters a lot of times, you know, people think, well, that's up to the woman. You know, the woman, they're the ones that teach, you know, the girls how to be women. You know, they have to teach them how to cook and teach them how to clean and explain to them about their menstrual cycles and their development and so on and so forth. Yes, women play a big role in their daughter's life. But why do you believe why do you think that so many girls out here get their hearts broken by heartless young men why do you think so many girls out here get manipulated by young men that get abused by young men this tends to happen because of mental damage from the absence of a father being in the household the job of a father to his daughter is to be the example of the man in which she will marry one day a daughter sees her father the way that she treat he treats her mother which should be with respect kindness love affection happiness all of the above that is what a daughter should witness out of her father protecting his wife, protecting his family. That is what a daughter should see from her father. Her father is the first example, folks, the first example of a real man. What is a girl supposed to look at as an example if her father is absent? What is she going to know what a real man is? How a real man carries himself? What a real man does? How is she gonna know these things if she cannot see them or witness them if her father is not present? And most important of all, 
a father's role in his daughter's life is to show her how a young lady should be treated with love, honor, and respect. Every woman that I know who has a strong father figure in her life turned out to be a strong woman that cannot have game ran on them, that knows how to see a, a fool when she sees him. Because there's a lot of young men out here who were not taught how to be men from their fathers. And they grow up learning street knowledge and they mistreat women and they learn how to manipulate girls to get what it is they want, which is usually sex. It has been said that women are more emotionally drawn while males are more physically drawn. So for women, it's more so of a mental mental romance that seems to, you know, get them to fall for a man more so than their appearance. And guys, they're they're basically all about, you know, how the woman looks. That's just the way it is. And there's just some guys out here who have understood that and they have gotten to the point where they know how to manipulate women and tell them exactly what they want to hear, how they want to hear it to get them to do what it is they want them to do. That is basically what goes on in this world. It is why we see so many failed marriages, so many failed relationships, so many broken homes. It is why we see divorce over 75% here in America. It is the root cause of a whole lot of problems. Fatherlessness in the home. It is a serious problem that I feel we just don't talk about enough. And we need to address this problem so that we can see more mentally strong leaders in this world, whether it be male or female. Some people don't think it's a big deal. Oh, I was raised by my mom and, and my auntie and so on and so forth. A lot of those guys who were raised like that tend to have feminine tendencies because they didn't have that male figure in their life to tell them this is what it means to be a man this is what you got to do son this is how you carry yourself son this is what men do son a woman will never be able to teach a man a boy how to be a man it's not possible proverbs 4 verse 1 and 2 says Heroes, sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good proceeds. I do not forsake my teachings. Excuse me, it says, do not forsake my teachings. Now, the Lord's telling us, fathers, instruct your sons. They're listening. Kids are like sponges. It all begins when they're small. My youngest children are five and six years old. When I'm talking to them, you should see the look on their faces. You should see the look on their faces. They're, they are listening to their father. They are soaking up what their father does. We were walking down the street the other day, and it began to get really hot because, you know, I live down here in Florida, and it's hot. It is hot. So, us being males, we took off our shirts, and I put my shirt over my shoulder, 
And one of my kids saw me do that. And he, you know what he did? He took his shirt and he put it over his shoulder because he saw his father do that. Kids are so precious and so intelligent and they are like sponges waiting and willing and ready to just absorb whatever you want to teach them. This is why it's so critical for fathers, good fathers, to be present, to teach their young sons how to be men. This is why it's so important for fathers to be present, to teach their daughters what a real man looks like so that she can identify that when she's older. We'll see less heartbreaks. We'll see less pain. We'll see more happiness. We'll see more joy. We'll see more successful marriages. Amen. We will see more successful marriages. I wasn't going to write down this verse, but I wrote it down because I liked it. Because I felt it. You know, that's what they say nowadays. They got this 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 thing when they say, I felt that. Like, quote, I felt that. Ooh, I felt that to my soul. Man, I felt that, man. That, that touched my heart. Well, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 touched my heart. It says, be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. God says, act like a man. Act like a man. Your fathers should be present to teach you how to act like a man. Men are supposed to be confident, intelligent, God-fearing, walking by faith and not by sight. Strong, not just physically, but spiritually. I love that verse. Yeah, I felt that, folks. Amen. I got these statistics pulled up and I want to go through them. It's from the Rochester area fatherhood network. And I'm just reading them here. The headline is research and statistics. Okay. And it says all too often it is assumed that young men do not want to be involved in children's lives. This perception can be prevented young fathers from being involved in decision-making regarding young men's baby. The reality is that most teen fathers do not, excuse me, do want to be involved in their child's life and are concerned about their child's future. They just need to be given a chance to grow into the role as father. According to a researcher at UC San Francisco, young fathers who left without resources or social support struggle to sustain a positive presence in their child's life, as well as maintain a supportive relationship with the child's mother. Programs should understand at birth Fully, 99% of fathers and 96% of mothers want the dad involved in the child's upbringing. Due to the number of factors, many young dads will never receive adequate support or opportunity to develop a relationship with their 
child. So basically what this is, this is a research saying that, you know, most, this is talking about teenagers, teenage boys, you know, who teen pregnancy, which is a whole other topic in itself. It really shouldn't take place, but it happens. It does. This is saying that the majority of those boys actually want to be in the life of their child. Okay. That that could be very well true because I, I personally do know some um, a long time ago, some um, boys in their, between the ages of 15 and 17 who, you know, got their girlfriend pregnant and they were there in the child's life. You know, but, but the problem with that is, you know, they're still a child themselves. They don't exactly know how to be a father. But some of those relationships end up staying intact and they grow. Um, my grandfather and grandmother were 15 and 17 years old when my mother was conceived. And, you know, they're still here today. I saw actually saw them last week. So in some cases... It, you know that it happens it does so we have some statistics here on occurrences that happen in fatherless homes and it says 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes five times the average 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. That is 32% times the regular average. 32 times the average. Okay. Let's, let's think about that for a second. 90% of homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 90%. That's almost all runaway and homeless children wow that that's just that is just so sad it really is 85 percent of children show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes 20 times the average when it says 85 percent of children i can't help but think that those are Males. I mean, there are some little sassy girls out here that talk back to mom and to their mothers. But, you know, 85 percent, it says show behavior disorders. You know, I know a lot of of um, women out here that struggle with controlling their sons. You know, their sons, they can control them when they're little, like, you know, between, you know, a baby to about 10, 11 years old. When they start getting around that uh, 12 to 16 year old range they become a little rebellious they become a little difficult to um to control they begin to challenge the authority of their mother and a lot of moms do not know how to handle that but i can tell you what can handle that a man a strong man because you better believe that if a strong man is at home there's no way he's gonna let some little boy um, have his way and bully his mother and siblings and so on and so forth. Not happening. 80% of rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. 14 times the average. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 
nine times the average. I believe that is true. You know, um, when it comes to going to school, it seems that the fathers are, they, they, they really give their child that sternness that, that you had better do your best on that test. You had better pass that exam, son. You had better not be skipping school. You know the, you know the bass in a man's voice, the threat of having to come home if you do bad at school comes from the father. You know, again, I'm not trying to make this out to be like women are just weak and like they can't raise kids because have there been children that have graduated in single parent households of course it would be ridiculous to say that it, it hasn't but these statistics it says 71 percent. these are all very high numbers folks from fatherless homes very high numbers let's go ahead and continue to read let's see it says Father factor in education. Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of school. I felt that one. Children with fathers who are involved are 40% less likely to repeat a grade in school. 40%. That's almost half. Again, that sternness, that strict atmosphere that a father provides at home is extremely beneficial in an educational realm whether you are a boy or a girl extremely children with fathers who are involved are 70 percent less likely to drop out of school 70 percent less likely to drop out of school when dad is home 70 percent wow children with fathers who are involved are more likely to get A's in school. Okay. Okay. Now. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that one or not. You know, my oldest son. You know, he's going into the 8th grade right now. And I can honestly say that he has struggled throughout school. Most of his school. You know, he's never repeated a grade or anything like that. But he struggled somewhat in school and me and his mother you know we we have done our part we we try our best to help him we were always attentive when it came to whenever the teacher wanted to communicate with us about any issues he may be having um so on and so forth you know he's even had you know special testing to see if you know what exactly is going on whether he needs a little bit more attention or so on and so forth um, but he did make um, A.B. honor roll in the third grade. He was able to do that. You know, I don't know whether it had anything to do with the teacher or, or what. I do believe that the type of teacher that a child does have plays a big role. If you have a great teacher and that student likes the teacher and that's and the teaching is and I mean, the material is being given to them in a formal manner to where they can understand. And you have supportive parents at home who are going to stay on that child, then, you know, the grades are going to be up. But the fact of the matter is that everybody is not going to make straight A's in school. It says they're more likely to get A's. It didn't say straight A's. <laughs> OK, <laughs> it didn't say straight A's. They're more likely to get A's. And he, he, he does bring home, bring home A's. I will say that. 
All right, moving on. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to enjoy school and engage in extracurricular activity. Okay, we'll give them that. 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes, 10 times the average. Adolescent patients in chemical abuse, drug abuse, basically, come from fatherless homes. So this is saying that 75% of younger individuals who abuse drugs come from fatherless homes. I mean, why? I almost want to say, why do you believe that to be true? Why is that? Maybe because it was never intended for the father, I mean, excuse me, for the mother to raise a child by herself. God never, ever, ever, ever intended for a woman to raise a child alone. Never. His plan is for a child to be born in the confounds of marriage, not a fling of fornication. Amen. He intended for a man, the father, to be there, a mother, a woman to be there. They both have roles in that child's life. They need mom and dad to be able to become the best version of themselves. You cannot be the best version of yourself without your father. Now, even though my dad was not in my life, I did. I was blessed to have father figures. I had my grandfather. I had my great-grandfather. And up until this year, I had a stepdad. So I had men I could look to. I didn't grow up solely around females. I didn't. So I, I got to thank the Lord for putting me in those, in those situations to give me the, the examples that I needed to become the man that I am today. But could I have been better? Had my father had been there? Had he had done his role? I can't say that I wouldn't have because it is meant for the father to be in the life of his son and daughter. Let's continue reading this. It says father factor in drug and alcohol abuse. Researchers at Columbia University found that children living in a two parent household with a poor relationship with their father are 68% more likely to smoke drink and use drugs compared to all teens in two-parent households. Teens in single-mother households are at 30% risk, um, have a 30% higher risk than those in two-parent households. Hmm. You know, sometimes it doesn't matter if two parents are there in the household. You know, it all depends on the relationship, apparently, that you have. I mean, what good does it? do you to have mom and dad at home if they're not going to be mom and dad i again i know people who grew up in a household with both parents and their parents did not um they didn't play the role of parents 
They didn't. They did not adhere to their responsibilities of raising their children. They were too busy with their careers. They were too busy going out partying. They were too busy doing this and that and not raising their children. So it's like the examples of parents that they did have was a sorry example. And that's what they have to go off of when they grow up. Unfortunately, a lot of those children tend to turn to um, drug and alcohol abuse. 70% of youth in the state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes, nine times the average. State-operated institutions, you know, juvenile hall. 70% of youths go to juvenile hall, come from fatherless homes. Why? Because the authority of the man is not present. 85% of all youths in prison come from fatherless homes, 20 times the average. Are we seeing a trend here, folks? Do we understand how devastating it can be in the household when the father is not present? Have we not saw, I mean, all of that, there's so much more here I could read. I'm not going to read all of it, but I think we get the point. I think, I think we, I really do. I think we get the point. Here's a section that says father factor in incarceration. Even after controlling for income, youths in father absent households still had a significantly higher odd of incarceration than those in mother father families. Youths who never had a father in the household experienced highest odds. A 2002 Department of Justice survey of 7,000 inmates revealed that 39% of jail inmates lived in a mother-only household. Approximately 46 of jail inmates in 2002 had previously incarcerated family members. One-fifth experienced a father in prison or in jail. Wow. Wow. Father factor in crime. A study of 109 juvenile offenders indicated that family structure significantly preceded delinquency. Adolescents, particularly boys, and single parent families were at higher risk of statistic, property, and person delinquencies. Moreover, students attending school with a higher pro um, proportion of children or single parents are at risk. A study of 13,000 women in prison showed that more than half grew up without a father. 42% grew up with single mother households and 16% lived with neither parent. Mm. Wow. Father factor in child abuse. Compared to living with both parents, living in a single parent home doubles the risk. That a child would suffer physical, emotional, or educational neglect. The overall rate of child abuse and neglect in the single parent household is 27.3 children for every 1,000. Where about the rate overall maltreatment in two parent households, 15.5 for every 1,000. So this is saying, folks, that living in a single parent household, you know, the likelihood of being neglected. Um, having your education neglected and 
enduring emotional and physical abuse is increased. Think about this for a second. Let's let's really think about this. You know, there's a mother who has three or four children, right? And there's no man at home, like no dad. She's on her own. She's working two and three jobs, which means that sometimes she may not be able to have enough money to pay the bills. So she has to work overtime. Sometimes she has to get in a, an additional occupation, which means that maybe her children are being left at home unattended. A lot of people do that, folks. A lot of people leave their kids at home by themselves that are underage because mom has to go to work and she can't afford to have anybody watch her kids. That is neglect. And that puts children in a dangerous situation. Emotional abuse. A lot of people, a lot of women take it out on the kids because they're stressed out because of this situation. Physical abuse. A lot of the mothers hit their, hit their children because they can't control the situation that they're in because dad's not there. Daughters of single parents without a father involved are 53% more likely to marry as teenagers and 711% more likely to have children as teenagers. 164% more likely to have premarital birth and 92% more likely to get divorced themselves. Daughters need their fathers, period, point blank. Fathers, you need to raise your children. Your sons don't just need you, but daughters need you. Girls need their father. These numbers are disgusting, significantly ridiculous. Wow. Wow. 43% of U.S. children live without their father. 90% of homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. Some of this information I've already read. Yes, I did read that. Wow. Wow. That, that's all I can really say. That, 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 that right there just puts the nail in the coffin when it comes to the effects of a father not being in the home. This society is so dumbed down. They're so brainwashed. They're so desensitized to the way that things are that they don't even see it. They don't even see where the root of the problem is. The root of the majority of the problems that we have in this world is fatherless homes. Some people have been trying to say this for a long time. But it seems like people don't think that to be true. Or they want to downplay it and say, oh, it's not because of that. Oh, I turned out just fine. You know, and my mom raised me and my aunt raised me. But did you, did you really turn out fine? Are you sure? How do you know that you wouldn't be better if your dad wasn't there? You know, here I am, a grown man, letting you know. I'm telling you that I probably would have turned out a little bit better than I am had my dad been present. But I have to thank God. For stopping me in my tracks and picking me up out of the dirt and dusting me off and bringing me to salvation through Christ. My father in heaven will never abandon me. 
This is why everybody needs to come to Christ. If your earthly father has abandoned you, you have an advocate in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, God can be your father. He can be the leader that you need. He can be the savior that you yearn for. He can be the teacher that you need. The teacher, folks. We all need God. We all need him. Especially those who grew up without a father. Proverbs 13, 22 says, A good man, good man, folks, leaves an inheritance to his children's children, which means his grandchildren. But the sinner's wealth is let up for the righteous. Scriptures say a good man is not just thinking about his kids, but he's thinking about his grandchildren. And that's the God honest truth. I think about my kids every single day. And oftentimes I talk to my wife and we are always looking forward, you know, looking forward to the future, you know, to our grandkids. You know, we, we say little things like, you know, hey, we don't have any daughters, right? And we, we've always wanted a daughter. So we're just hoping and praying that one of our boys, we have three, will give us a granddaughter one day. And we always say, you know, we're going to spoil her to death. We're going to do everything for her and send her back home full of sugar so mom and dad can and deal with that. <laughs> we always talk about um, going on family vacations together, creating traditions. Like we've created traditions now, but continuing those traditions when our children have children. You know, I'm always thinking about, you know, what I'm doing today, what I'm working towards you know, passing it to my kids and them passing it to their children. It all starts with, you know, the father. If we're going to, if you're going to uphold Proverbs 13, 22, it says a good man leaves an inheritance for his grandchildren. That is so heavy. You know, the scriptures also says that the grandchildren are like a crown to a man's head. You know, at first I was like, man, well, that is deep. I'm like, I don't really say mean. I get it now. I get it. We don't get to see how good of a job we've done with our children until we've seen our grandchildren. Because our children are a product of our teaching. We're, we raise them, we show them the way we do what we need to do uh, to make sure that they're the best model citizen possible. That's our job to them, okay? We don't know how that's going to manifest 100% when they're an adult, but you will know that when you see how they raise their children. If you start seeing attributes that you taught your child in your grandkids, tendencies that you taught your child in your grandkids, that is how you know that you did a good job, Dad. That you did your part. That you did your role. That you fulfilled the mission 
That's why the scriptures say that grandchildren are like a crown to um, a grandfather's head. A father's head. They're like that. They're the reward. They really are like I can actually see that I did a good job with my son because he's doing a great job with his children. That should be the desire of every father. But unfortunately, in this fallen world that we live in, it's not. Where does it stop? How does it stop? Unfortunately, it's a person-to-person -person situation. It's not something that we can... I mean, we could teach it, like I said, but it's an individual issue. Raising our own children. But to spread that message to others and for them to receive it and apply it is almost impossible because it's very hard teaching an adult something that should have been taught to them as a child because most people when they're an adult they're set in their ways which are pretty much in concrete. When they're a child, it's like clay. It can be molded, it can be twisted, it can be turned, it can be squished, it can be built up. But when you become of age as an adult, that clay turns hard. And however it's shaped, sculpted, that is pretty much how it's going to remain. Un unless that person who's an adult has some sort of life-altering experience, I'll say, that can shatter that and then it be rebuilt up again. But it would have to be an act of God, honestly. Because I know people who are over the age of 40 and they still act 16 years old. Yes, they do. Because they're set in their ways. They're set in their ways. But what we can do is we can pray. And and, I, and and now that I think about that, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down when I'm thinking about it. You know, I'm I'm pretty bad about that type of stuff, folks. You know, I, I have an idea, and um, it'll be a great idea, and I'll just forget it later in the day. Just wrote that down. That's why I'm pausing, and I want you all to do the same. Pray for fatherless homes. You know, pray for the children that are in fatherless homes. Pray for the mothers that have been left with the responsibility of raising a child because some people often say, well, no, the woman has to be both mom and dad. No, the woman can't be dad. She can't. She can't. Those statistics that I read you are real statistics from real people, real children, youth, studies, research. You can look around you and you can see the evidence of the detrimental effects of a fatherless home. So we need to be praying for fatherless homes. We need to be praying for those kids that are involved in that. We need to be praying that the fathers that have stepped out of the lives of their children to have a change of heart and come back to their kids. Step in. Especially if the kids are still young. There's still time to fix things. You know, you don't have to be like my dad, you know, who basically dropped the ball uh, not once but twice. Dropped the ball when I was born and again when I was an adult. And it was only by the grace of God that I gave him a chance as an adult at the age of 28 because God had softened my heart. 
you know, to at least meet the man that brought me into the world. But when I learned how he was and how things are, I accepted it and I just moved forward with my life and just decided to focus on my family. I prayed for him. Um, I don't wish him any harm or any wrongdoing. You know, the Bible says to honor thy mother and thy father, even if they're not present. It is what it is. You know, my purpose is to preach the gospel to every living creature. My purpose is to preach. My gospel, my, my, my purpose is to um, feed the body of Christ. That's what I do. That's why I have Biblical Truth Central here. This is my ministry. God has blessed me, even though I didn't have my dad. But we need to pray for those young kids out there who don't have a dad. That God will touch their hearts before it's too late. That's all the time that I have right now. This is a very, very personal um, episode right here. But I really hope you all got something from it. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share it with somebody. This is a serious, serious topic. Please share it with somebody. Somebody needs to hear this. There's an adult out there who probably needs to hear this. There's a teenager out there who probably needs to hear this. They need to hear this. So please share it with somebody anywhere. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Instagram. Wherever you feel the need to share it. Just share it somewhere, folks. Please. Please visit my website, biblicaltruthcentral.com. Um, the podcast is actually on the website as well, and you know you're probably listening to it on um, my app or something right now. Um, I have videos that I upload there that will basically get censored on YouTube. Um, Christian merchandise, Bibles. I'm still working on the website. It's only a couple of months old. You know, I'm, it's not perfect, but it is something for me to call my own. You know, and I'm always having ideas to work on it to make it better. Also, go to the YouTube channel, Biblical Truth Central, on YouTube. Over 400 and something videos, uh, lots of meat, teachings, lots of preaching, lots of inspirational material for you all. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And again, share this with somebody. I hope you all have a blessed day. I'll see you in the next episode. God bless. Peace.